0: On today's OTP, Road to Nashville, Nashville Convention and Visitors Corporation President CEO Butch Spirited talks all things draft weekend logistics, including suggestions for families. We preview the top offensive linemen in the upcoming draft, and we take your questions for Titans Online's Jim White. All that and more next on the April 9th, OTP, Road to Nashville. It's 16 days until players are drafted in Nashville. Welcome to the OTP Road to Nashville. I'm Mike Keith with Amy Wells.
1: Hello, Mike.
0: Welcome back this morning.
1: Hey, thank you. Good to see you.
0: This Tuesday, one of the uh, sort of landmarks in this process for us, not just about the draft, but also towards the season, because later today, we learned the preseason opponents and the order in which we will play them. They will not set specific dates, you know, for a few more weeks. Right. But we're starting to get the schedule.
1: Well, and That's, that's later today. That's when things start to get exciting. You can start making those plans and start seeing the season as it's going to be. You know, you can start to visualize it. it. It starts to feel real. I'm excited.
0: You know what else is real? What? The guy in the room with us right now. Truth. <laughs> the present CEO of the Nashville Convention and Visitors Corporation, Butch Spiriton. Welcome to the OTP Road to Nashville. Thank you. You're all about the Nashville, so that's good. I don't it, mind the Nashville. Part. I was going to say that this journey to to get here, this this whole thing, Amy. I think we just start with it right off the bat because this guy is the raider of the lost
1: ark. Absolutely. So he ask is. the question. Okay, I want to know about this journey. What did you have to do to get the NFL draft out of New York City? and into Nashville Tennessee Uh, a lot (laughs) uh, it
2: uh, we've always had an event strategy so years ago we went you know that draft makes perfect sense for this city and in May of 2011 almost what's that eight years eight years we made a trip to New York with the Titans and knocked on their door and they looked at us like we were crazy. We don't move the drive.
0: This is before they had taken it out anywhere.
2: This is before they even had an inkling that they might one day take it. I mean, literally no clue. And the first response was, we don't move it. And our answer was, you should. This is a fan event. Um, and then constantly stayed in touch. They made one. Outreach to a bunch of cities, maybe a couple years later, and then bagged it. And we said yes, we're in. Then, then the commissioner was in town to honor Bud Adams, and I walked up to him and introduced myself and said, pointed at Carl Dean and said, "You should move the draft. He'll give you free police and free venues." And Goodell looked at me like you might think Mm -hmm. he did. Uh, he he would have patted me on the head, I think, if it was <laughs> appropriate, <laughs> sent me packing. And then all of a sudden they came with, they ran into a conflict in New York. So I'm going to knock on wood, our good fortune, they had to move it. And they said, we're going to Chicago or L.A. And I reached out to Peter O'Reilly at the league and said, we want to bid. And he said, we're just looking at L.A. or Chicago. And I said, I know, I don't care. I want to submit a proposal and finally said use it against Chicago if you want but I want to send you something and the whole thought was we want to constantly keep Nashville in front of him uh, he l- allowed me to do that then I kept sending him pictures if we were doing a big event ended up with a rooftop photo from Tootsie's over the Stanley Cup final watch party on game six And I said, we're just practicing for you. And he always answered me. And that time he said, we're watching. So I thought, okay. They've noticed that we've grown up. Um, Then we got invited one of 17 cities. We made the short list to five. Had to go present in New York in front of about 20 staff members. That was a little daunting, if you will. And then had to go to Philly and look and went through a bunch of site visits and grilled. They know what they're doing. It was pretty uh, eye-opening for us, but we never wavered. We always thought we were the best option. And I will say, I always tried to get in ahead of the formal bid, because I knew it would be hard. I was right, it was hard. We didn't get in before they started the formal process. So we're the first city they've ever chosen going through this open bid process. So it speaks well of Nashville, but it made it a lot harder.
0: Unbelievable.
2: Long story, sorry. An eight-year
0: journey to get here, and it is 16 days away from reality. By the way, we are going to take social media questions from you who are joining us live At the end of the segment with Butch, and and the reason is we've got some things we definitely want to hit with him that we want to make sure you know about, and he's got limited time, so we will get to your questions at the end, as many as we can. Please be patient. Economic impact. What are you estimating right now? And I know you you probably don't know an exact number, but where do you think the economic impact ends up landing for Nashville when this is said and done? So,
2: by habit or internal rule we try to stay away from that till after but Dallas did a roughly 120 125 million dollar economic impact within the 70 to 80 million in direct spend. Um, I think we crushed that to be honest with you. We're the first true destination city in this draft world. Uh, our weekends are good anyway. Putting it with the marathon was intentional, makes it bigger. Uh, what the NFL's doing is making it bigger, and what the music does is make it bigger. All in, I think we're already at $20 million in terms of production, uh, mostly from the NFL. Everybody thinks we're just paying the NFL. They're writing the bigger checks on this.
1: You said this is a destination city. This has been called a destination draft. What is it about this that makes it such an intriguing destination? Uh,
2: the footprint, start there. You know, last year was in a football stadium in the middle of nowhere. Not No offense to Arlington, but it took place in a parking lot and in a stadium. This is taking place, you know, among the neon lights of Lower Broad, uh, the music we have added, uh, and just the general popularity of the city, and our close proximity to Falcon fans, Saint fans, Bengal fans, Colt fans. They're going to come. We hope we send them home broke and unhappy.
0: Let me ask you about the music part of it. The music part of this is a big deal, and it's not just country music. How will music be integrated?
2: Um, It was a big part of our our pitch to begin with. Uh, We have 20 bands involved. 17 at the fan experience country rock r&b americana uh, just about every genre you could think of cc Winans is doing the anthem so the music over there is going to be better than they've ever experienced they typically would have a few cover bands we don't have any cover bands we have nashville artists and then closing out friday and saturday night with tim mcgraw and dirks bentley They've never had headliners involved in
0: And the cost of this? Free. Repeat the cost. Let me
2: say it. Say it again. Free. Free, free. (laughs) Free,
0: free, free. And what about the (laughs) weekend itself? If you want to attend the draft, the cost is? Free. If you want to go to the NFL experience, the cost is? Free. If you want to go to Selection Square, the cost is? Free. Unbelievable.
2: Yep. And add, and we're going to come with it in the next few days, but most of the parking well, certainly the parking at Nissan Stadium free, and we have leased several lots around Nissan
0: free. Wait a minute, okay. Free parking. Free parking. That's news, right here. Okay, wait a minute.
1: People will go to anything if you tell them parking's free. They'll watch so, someone get a you know, like dental exam. I can't tell you some of the private lots
2: won't charge. Sure, but I think we're going to make it harder for them to raise their prices because there will be over five thousand free spaces at Nissan, in and around Nissan Stadium. Uh, And then some of the state lots Thursday and Friday nights will be free.
1: Mike's blown away. I'm blown away. (laughs) (laughs) My first
0: question whenever I go anywhere is what do I do about parking? That's always my first question. Right. Going to any event, going to a concert, going to anything, the first thing I get online and try to figure Mm -hmm. out is parking. And everyone that I've talked to from out of town who's coming... Mm -hmm. They want to know. They want to know about parking, and so to hear that,
2: we will be coming with detailed information of lot location. A couple will have some shuttles uh, as well. That'll be free, and uh, all of that in the next few days, and then it'll be on our
1: website. Wow! Free ninety nine, folks. That's it. Let's go. Here's a question that I've been hearing about a lot, and I don't know the answer to. I know that there is an app. There's a Draft app for everything where do we get it and why is it important
2: uh it's the nfl mobile fan pass it should have gone live last night i haven't checked yet um with everything being free you don't have to have it but what the nfl is great at doing is communicating up to date this player is going to be signing autographs at the fan experience this band is going on now we have some seats In the what they're calling the drafted fan zone. So during the draft, there is a secure area for super fans, for sponsors, uh, and people that bought a package. So if seats open up, they're going to be sending out a message. They will, by geo positioning, they will know who's around and they'll say, hey, come over here, or there's no line here. Uh, So they'll keep you up to date. It just enhances the experience and makes it easy. So I would. Strongly encourage.
1: It's like NFL your primary point of contact. Packs. I'm sorry. It's like your primary point of contact. Yes. Correct.
2: It's a way for them to communicate, keep you up to date on all things draft.
0: All right, Butch Spiriton, 16 days away, April 25th. What does Thursday night look like for an NFL fan who wants to attend?
2: Uh, the draft or the fan experience opens at noon. So let's we're starting at noon. Early. Uh, live music, food trucks, beer garden, Super Bowl trophies, celebrity appearances, interactive activities. Um, live music will start uh, on the main stage at around 5 o'clock. Uh, we haven't announced who that is, but it's pretty cool. I'll give up rock experience okay. that will go there. Then we will. Kids love the rock
0: and roll. Uh, we love
2: it. We want to <laughs> showcase another Nashville, another Nashville band, and then to the NFL's credit, day one is about the first round picks. So we'll turn into a TV show, uh, getting ready probably 6:15 to 7. Goes live at 7, and we can't say it enough. Three networks, the draft has never been carried on three networks live. Never been carried on a major network in prime time. Uh, There's even going to be a fly cam from 1st to 5th Avenue. So think about when you've gone to a game and ESPN has their overhead cam. Now we have it for five blocks on Broadway. Wow. Pretty cool setting. And at the conclusion of the draft, anybody that knows me knows we're not going to do a big event without fireworks. So we'll start with music, we'll end with fireworks, and we'll have a draft in between.
1: Wow. Okay, so if I want to watch the draft on thursday night on the draft stage how early do i need to get there Um,
2: i would suggest early maybe a couple hours uh we'll be piping music from the fan experience Uh, the the goal is right now both the video screens and the music will be carried on broadway so you'll see everything that's going on, the fan experience on-broad to entertain. Then we'll go with live music, but I think a couple hours early, there's going to be a good crowd. It's not you know, outrageous, and we're prepared to continue to open blocks on-broad to make it comfortable. Walk of Fame Park will have food trucks. There'll be uh, beverage stations in food trucks on-broad, but also in the park there'll be screens everywhere, there'll be sound delays everywhere. So you will have a good experience, whether you're up close or whether you're further back. It just depends on how long you want to get there. I always say everybody's tied for first place, and everybody's about to get better. So it's a really That's cool it. feeling. And, you know, cheer we're, your team on. We're
0: all Super Bowl contenders That's on April right. 25th, there's no doubt about we're it. We're in all right. first place. Alright, so you advising Park at Nissan Stadium?
2: I think in my two, If it's you? Uh, I would either ride share or park at Nissan.
0: All right. Tell us, where is the ride share drop-off going to be? Uh,
2: KVB is the primary ride share drop-off on the downtown side of the of the draft. So between 5th and 8th Avenue, we have the meters will all be back. Police will be making sure you can drop and move, but nobody's hanging out there. Then the normal Titan lot. Uh, I think it's lot P during games uh, will be a rideshare drop off as well. So if you're used to doing that, that'll be in play. And the pedestrian bridge will be open. It's a great way to connect.
0: So. And it is nothing. I mean, if you've right. never done it to downtown, I mean, less than what, roughly half a mile.
1: Oh, gosh. If that. If I, mean, that, that I mean, it's really easy. easy. And it's and beautiful.
2: There's a red carpet arrival between four and six at the in the park behind the amphitheater. It's called the Green. So if you wanna get there early, you get to see the top draft picks or expected is the, draft
0: picks. Is the red carpet open to the public? Yes,
2: you will have to go through a secure perimeter but other than that, yeah, it's open to the public and, wow. you know, there'll be some extra celebrities and certainly... And you've the- done
0: the red carpet for years, Amy, at mm-hmm. various places. Tell people, give people a quick description of what that's like.
1: Absolutely. Well, this is the first time, to my knowledge, it's ever been open to the public like this. So this is going to be really, really cool. But it's exactly like a red carpet that you'd see before the Oscars or the Grammys or any of those things. It's... a. Uh, It's exactly what it seems like it is. I mean, the players come down, usually with their mom, who is also wearing a nice dress or something like that. It's always really fun to see the parents walk down. And they're walking down through the... uh, They're walking down the red carpet just exactly like you think. So being able to see something like that, even if you're just seeing it from the pedestrian bridge as you're walking over, what a neat thing to be able to see happening right in front of you. And
2: the bridge will be activated to some degree as well, so... Anywhere from lots A, B, C, and D, all the way to Fifth Avenue on Broad, there's going to be something going on to take in and enjoy.
1: So, if I can't be there on Thursday night, because I don't know, I have plans maybe. Do you have plans? <laughs> maybe. <You laughs> yeah, I'm busy not. on Thursday night. I'm not going to be there. You should um, change them. <laughs> <laughs> why would I want to go on Friday? What's happening on Friday that I want to take part in?
2: Obviously, fan experience, same thing will open at noon. It's a day full of great music, great food, great activity. Um, rounds two and three happen on Friday evening. Uh,
0: Starts th- an hour earlier.
2: It uh, does start earlier. It is, you know, there's still some great picks left. So from a team fan perspective, that's probably the core of your future Uh, and then we'll finish with Tim McGraw and fireworks
0: again. And the great players, the great players and former players making all the picks. Eddie George for our second, Jarrell Casey for our third, all these Hall of Famers for other teams. I mean, love Commissioner Goodell and and everything. It's great to see him. (laughs) But in terms of the people making the picks, Friday night is the night that I want to see those dudes.
2: Well, to your point, it's the kickoff, the official kickoff of the hundredth anniversary season of the NFL. So they've gone to great lengths to bring in former first round picks for all the teams and turn it into a more meaningful we'll call it celebrity laden I wanna see that guy experience. So yeah, it changes the whole atmosphere as they celebrate the hundredth.
0: Okay, season. so we got we got Thursday, we got Friday. We don't want to forget about Saturday because I think maybe for families, Saturday might be the most important day. We'll get you into that, but let me stay with parking because I'm an old guy and I'm worried about parking. <laughs> marathon is Saturday, mm-hmm. so does that change how I need to think about? And the draft starts earlier; it starts late morning. So does that change how I need to think about parking on Saturday based on the marathon? Uh,
2: only changes if you want to go real early. Okay. The marathon starts on at Eighth Avenue, Eighth and Broad at 7 a.m. They will be out of downtown by 9. Okay. And we will flip everything back to Draftville, if you will. Uh, Some of the runners will be parked at the stadium early in the morning, but uh, most will be gone by 11 or 12. The fan experience will partially open at 8 and be fully open at 9 a.m. Saturday morning same free parking over there although there'll be a few more people taking advantage of those of those lots but we're going to start music at nine we're going to go all day the draft will start at 11 on broadway and it'll be a party the other thing we've left out on thursday and friday we'll have a house band between draft picks nfl has never incorporated music into the draft because it gets a
0: little dead at times if you Mm don't
2: oh i I've sat through the last two and gone, this is painful. Uh, Give me something. So they're pretty excited about, you know, think about the Tonight Show or late night. We have our own house band.
0: Cool.
1: So if I have small kids and I'm wanting to bring them out to enjoy this experience, is Thursday the day to do that or is this more of Saturday, Saturday more the family day?
2: Uh, You know, I think at the fan experience, all three days are pretty equal. And and that's at Nissan Stadium. Nissan Stadium Lot R. I mean, it is a huge footprint. So kids can, you know, run against their favorite player on a 40-yard dash. There'll be a youth clinic. There'll be other interactive displays. Then there'll be a museum of NFL artifacts. And if you think about the 100th anniversary of the season, NFL knows how to celebrate its history and its legacy. So I think everything gets bigger this year and plenty to do for for kids all 3
0: days. But it's going to be tight on First and Broadway. No no uh,
2: between First and Second on
0: Broadway. Yeah, it's either. going to be tight. So if I've got if I've got little ones, that's a little tough. If I'm, if I'm 25 years old and or 35 years old or 40 and I'm just really getting into it, that's where I want to be. But I think I think what's so great about the whole thing Is there something for everyone, especially if you have a good plan for what you want to do?
2: Having the plan, being a bit patient. Uh, If I had families and I wanted to go down to the evening draft, I'd probably head to Walk Fame Park. There's some seating, there's screens, there's, you know, the crowd won't be as heavy, and you'll be able to hear, see. And then you can walk over to Broadway, take it in, walk back. But uh, yeah, patience and planning.
0: All right, I'm going to hit a few of these topics, yeah, and um, because, because we want to get to the social media questions and, and have a little time with Butch on those. So quick topics. Pricing structure, the event is free, free. <laughs> uh, what should I expect if I come down from security?
2: Uh, normal NFL-type policies.
0: Okay. Um,
2: we're not going to have on the from second to fifth. We're, you know, no backpacks, no large bags, no coolers, no wagons, uh, any of that. We will, everybody will be subject to search. On the fan experience, the NFL, believe the clear bag policy is in effect. But common sense will take care of most everything and uh, travel light. We want it to be a safe event.
0: All right. So following that, what can I not bring downtown? Um, Strollers?
2: strollers will be okay uh we're trying and we obviously we understand that but uh backpacks wagons noise making artificial amplification will not be allowed umbrellas won't be allowed um food and beverage won't be allowed there is a uh safe zone we've gone through the metro council we have you know taking some extra steps security-wise. I mean, be mindful. It's a big event, so security will be enhanced on every level.
0: All right. Where can I get food?
2: Uh, throughout the fan experience, throughout Broadway, Walk of Fame Park, and, of course, all the bars and restaurants will be open, and we certainly want people to yes. patronize
0: them We would well. encourage you to please patronize yes. our sponsors. And uh, where are restrooms available?
2: Um. The primary location for outdoor the portalettes will be on 4th Avenue in the big parking lot between Honky Tonk Central and Symphony Hall, but there'll also be some scattered
0: throughout. All right, one more from you before we go to social. What do you like, Amy?
1: Okay, so if your friends ask you what it is that you have to see at the 2019 NFL Draft, what advice do you give them?
2: Wow, all of it. (laughs) And I'm looking forward to the fan experience. And probably it sounds weird, the music over there. Really, really good. Um, And people that are on on the rise. Um, I also want to run the 40-yard dash. So (laughs) I am going to go over there. Will you be running the 40-yard dash? I'm going to do it. I kind of want to know just how old I am. My wife thinks she can outrun me. I'm going to prove her wrong. But I want to do some of those interactive experiences. And then the draft, Nashville style, to me is an epic moment for this city. We've convinced the NFL to embrace Music City. And it was no easy task. The NFL has done it well. And it just makes it different than all the other drafts in the hundred years of the NFL or how many
0: years of the draft. All right, Amy, go with the social. Let's get in as many as we can.
1: I have tons. So the first question is from Jonathan, and he wants to know what everybody wants to know. What if it rains?
2: It's a rain or shine event.
1: So if it rains, you'll get wet. Sorry. You will get
2: wet. We do have ponchos. We'll have some either dirt cheap or free. The NFL, we've made sure they've ordered more. Um, Severe weather, uh, we do have a plan there. In the event we had, the, the draft will go on. In the worst of all case scenarios, the commissioner's part will move into the symphony hall. So we have a plan, but it's a rain or shine event. Awesome. And, you know, we've been doing New Year's Eve and July 4th for a long time. We haven't missed one yet.
1: If it rains, it's not acid. You guys will be fine. You'll get a little wet. It's okay. That's
2: when I say more beer.
1: <laughs> exactly. There you go. Okay. De- uh, Diedrich would like to know, are there any facilities in the downtown surrounding areas, I'm assuming he means bars, that are hosting draft events for Titans fans?
2: Uh, I hope all the bars are for Titan fans. I know I got an email from some Bill fans that, we're looking for a place and having trouble finding a bar that they could all gather at. Um, that's good in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> um, so all the bars are going to be Titan friendly. That's what my answer would be. Wide open. NFL Network will have a broadcast booth built out over the sidewalk connected to Tootsie's. I'd go to the rooftop there. Mm-hmm. If you think down front's too crowded, talk to the broadcasters from the roof. Um, down to their uh, their set. So Got if you can't cool close, out out go up. That's right.
1: All right. Here's lots of th- rooftop bars down there. Tons of rooftop bars. People people will be fine, I'm sure. There's lots to do. Here's another question from Facebook. It says, at Selection Square, which will be at the Shermerhorn, will the draft be broadcast there? And I'm going to expand on that and say, explain what Selection Square is and why that's valuable to people. Okay.
2: the The draft was always about I call it the team desks where the picks were made and back in the day it's where the picks were made today it's where the picks come in so every team will have a desk the NFL will have their mission control the picks will come into the desk they'll take it come into the team desk the team will take it to the NFL at every step of the way it's verified there'll be no Oscar moments where we read the wrong name it gets checked three and four times, and then it gets to the commissioner to be read uh, on stage, on the air. Uh, But that's the formal draft pit. It will be open to the public for viewing during the draft. I don't know the answer to whether the broadcast will be going on there, but I'm going to get that answer today.
0: And that's standing. If you're there, you're you're not going to be sitting at Selection Square. You're going to be standing if you're a fan. You're also obviously going to be standing right in front of the stage where the the picks are announced. So that that's important, you know, if you're going to get in the action and hey, it's a once in a lifetime. Uh, but just but just be ready to to stand up. Wear comfortable shoes. Wear comfortable shoes. Yes. One right. more question.
1: Okay. This is a good one. Um who was the biggest champion in bringing the draft to Nashville?
2: Uh you know, I'm gonna call it a uh a tie, certainly without Amy Adams drunk saying, yes, let's do this. We don't do it. Um, But Steve Underwood and Burke Nihill from the Titan organization, invaluable in the process. And uh, Scott Wright in our office was the guy dotting the I's and crossing the T's on that proposal that was maybe the most onerous RFP we've ever responded to.
0: Great stuff. Awesome. Thank you for 30 minutes of your time for Titans fans and NFL fans all over to hear all about this. And more news to come in the next 16 days. Butch mm-hmm. and uh, thank, thank you. you for your good work. And uh, we can't wait to follow this process.
2: Thanks. Looking forward to a major free event in just 16 days.
0: Ah, free. Yes, free. Absolutely. Free, free, free. You know who was not free? Huh? Roger Saffold.
1: That's true. How Who's about not this, free? Seg?
0: We're talking offensive line today. We're certainly talking about the Titans' free agent offensive lineman added from the Los Angeles Rams. This is a talented guy who figures to add a lot to this group. He's the big addition as the Titans jumped into the offensive line fray during free agency. This gentleman has played in 118 NFL games. He has started 114 the newest Tennessee Titan, Roger Saffold. Welcome to Nashville. Thank you. You have a lot of experience. Yes, I do. Okay. Outside <laughs> of experience, what's the most
3: important thing you bring to the Tennessee Titans offensive line? I think the biggest thing is just, you know, that communication, you know, being able to talk through things, being able to get, you know, running backs and offensive linemen, wide receivers, tight ends, all working together towards a common goal. You know, it's, it's easy to get lost when you're sitting in the position rooms for so long. So I'm hoping that I can bring that tenacity as well. You know, be that aggressive offensive line that, you know, our offensive coordinator, Arthur, is talking about and, and be able to win games.
0: You have played all over the offensive line in your career. Yes. Two-part question. Number one, how much does that help you with communication because you understand basically the whole line? And number two, do you have a position that you prefer at this point in your career?
3: Years ago, I probably would have said left tackle is what I was most comfortable with because my whole life that's what I played as. Transitioning into guard, you know, I started off as right guard before I moved to left. And then once I got to left guard, I I was pretty much settled in. I could just really see how I was excelling. And, yes, you're right. You know, being able to play all those positions, I understand the game a little bit better from each point of view. And I also understand that our left tackle has to handle the most athletic guy on the field. So, you know, being able to help in pass protection, but also understanding, you know, how hard it is to block on the island. So when we get our double teams being able to help out that way, it's really going to help the offensive line as a whole.
0: Most guys can't play all over the offensive line. What has allowed you to be so versatile in your career?
3: You know, I think it's just always being humble. I mean, for me, you know, it was always about the team. You know, of course, you know, I, I rather wouldn't have changed here and changed there. But there's been games where I've had to play four positions in one game. And, you know, that's based off of injury and just, you know, going where my team needs me. There's been situations where a, a guy's injured this week and then a different guy injured that week. and I've had to switch. But really, it was just all about the team. I just I just want to be able to help my team win games and you know now that I got a chance to get settled in it's it's even better. You get to perfect your craft so much more, and your trial and error is a lot less.
0: There's a big man, Roger Saffold, who will play as a starter somewhere in the offensive line for the Titans. We think it'll be left guard as we take a look at the Titans offensive line depth. We have Saffold penciled in at the left guard spot, but I think Penciled is the good way to put it. His versatility gives you a tremendous amount. Uh, obviously, Taylor Lewan's going to be the left tackle. Saffold's going to be in there somewhere. Uh, center Ben Jones returns for another year as a starter. And the right tackle figures to be Jack Conklin at this point, who'll be bouncing back from injury. But who plays right guard? Do we know, do we know, do we know? What we do know is... SightingsOnline senior writer editor, the great Jim Wyatt, is here.
1: Jim could be a right guard. No, he could
0: he's, <laughs> he's far too svelte. I'm to trying be, to help you out to Jim. be a right guard, Jim. What do we do here? Is it is it Palmfield?
4: I use right guard about by, by, well, that's by the way, good, but that doesn't make me a right guard. Uh, Palmfield, I think is yeah, you know, he's the most intriguing guy. Uh, have too much too, TMI. We're uh, just
1: going to let that dad joke go?
4: <laughs> no, because I don't think it's a joke. I'm, I'm a dad, a too. Pumpfield is interesting because uh, he was obviously used as a tackle last year because he was needed at tackle. As Jack Conklin was working his way back from an injury, and then Taylor Wan goes down with an injury, and he, he bounces back and forth, and then his season ends before they really had a chance to let him compete Anywhere else, and when be, he became a free agent this offseason, uh, one of the things that intrigued him about coming back here was an opportunity to c- compete at the guard spot. So he is going to be a factor there. Is he, uh, it, it, can, you, can you pencil him in and say he's the guy? No, because there's still a lot of offseason to go. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen in the draft, uh, and we're going to have to see some things play out, but he's certainly qualified he's a versatile guy as you mentioned with Southfold and uh, I think he's uh, someone to keep an eye on
1: I have a question Go How is Jack Conklin going to impact the search for a right guard and his health and where he's at
4: Well he he has been a topic of conversation anytime the GM or the head coach have, have spoken about the potential for him moving inside and they have reiterated again and again he's going to be a tackle the question is is his health and how he's going to be I think the expectation is he's going to be ready to play and expect him to be better another year removed from that uh, knee injury as he you know he's obviously battling back from an, another injury now uh, I expect him to be at tackle and and some other things will develop inside.
0: Well, and if the Titans want to select an interior offensive lineman, if they want to go with a center or a guard and kind of make some swaps and they want to find a guy to plug in right away, uh, this is a draft where you can likely find that guy on day one or day two. Check it out. If you're looking for a center in this draft, evaluators suggest you look at two states. Mississippi State, and North Carolina State. Elton Jenkins is the center from Starkville, and at 6'4", 315 pounds, he's a little bigger than your average center. In Raleigh, Garrett Bradbury anchored the pivot for the Wolfpack.
5: This young man out of North Carolina State, Garrett Bradbury, is very intriguing to me because in a perfect world, Ryan Khalil's retiring in Carolina, his clone is Garrett Bradbury. He can plug right in and play their style. He's much more of a zone block move guy, but he adjusted to power pretty well at the Senior Bowl, which I like. And Elton Jenkins, the center from Mississippi State, looks like a power player, but he's much more of a positioner, even though he has some power and some pop. He's another guy that you're going to look at and go, huh, he's pretty good.
0: Looking for versatility? How about Wisconsin's Michael Dieter, the Big Ten Lineman of the Year in 2018? Dieter started 53 games for the Badgers, playing at center, left guard, and left tackle. I think he's got five position flexibility, which is so valuable allow you
4: to get your guys on the field. Now he's a little bit more of a short area player. Um, You get him out in space a little bit, he he will struggle. But you can watch him in Michigan game. First 10 plays, five plays
3: end with him putting somebody on the ground. So you love that
0: nastiness that he brings. Another name to remember among interior line prospects, Dalton Ressner of Kansas State. Tough, physical, nasty demeanor. Is everything that you kind of expect from an offensive lineman. Does the grunt work, but also has the skills to be able to be on the edge. Really, really good player. The number one name among tackle prospects seems to be Andre Dillard. Dillard is trying to become the first lineman from Washington State to be selected in the first round. Big dancing bear, light feet, nice balance and body control. Probably the best left tackle in this class. In Dillard's class as a prospect is Oklahoma's Cody Ford. But Ford is new to offensive tackle, so that might not be his home in the NFL. Cody Ford's played
4: guard. He can play tackle. You talk to ten teams, you'll get five and five. Some view him as a tackle, some will view him as a guard big, thick, boned kid. I mean, just a big, strong man who, in the run game, can generate a lot of movement, and in pass protection, you're not going to go through him because he's just too big. He's got too much mass. He can anchor you down. Some little footwork things he can kind of clean up, but he's something that's very interesting.
0: Yodney Kajest of West Virginia has been moving up in the eyes of some analysts. Kajest is 6'5", 322 pounds, with long arms, and a lot of experience at left tackle. Kajest may not be as pretty as Dillard and Ford, but he was effective in Morgantown. After that, a group of names that may well be first round picks, but could be second day selections. Charles Davis explains that once again, it's going to be how teams see these prospects from a long term positional standpoint.
5: We started the season with Jonah Williams at Alabama, maybe being the acknowledged guy, Greg Little, the left tackle at Mississippi. Juwan Taylor, the right tackle at Florida, may have supplanted them. I think Jonah Williams from Alabama projects better inside for me. I like him better as a guard, and I think he's gonna be a very good guard. So my comparison for him would be Brandon Sheriff. Remember him coming out of Iowa, All-American left tackle. it has been an all pro guard inside. I feel like Jonah Williams is more, more like that.
1: Jim, here's a question for you. And watching all of that, who jumps out to you?
4: I think Garrett Bradbury from NC State is the guy who I think is the best match for the Titans. He's projected as a center because that's his true position. And if that happened here, obviously uh, you potentially could move Ben Jones to guard. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying he seems like the best of the bunch. Jonah Williams, I thought was interesting hearing Charles Davis talk about him because Jeremiah projects him – He's a guy that played left tackle in college at Alabama, but you know, was projected as a guard. He's another guy that you have to consider as a possibility.
1: So, just to summarize everything, and this is a question from Social that I think wraps it up nicely: Was the signing of Saffold a big enough upgrade, or is there still a chance that the Titans beef up the offensive line?
4: I think there's still a great chance, I mean When I look at needs of this team, I, I still consider interior O line as one of them. I consider edge as one of them. I consider, you know, a big Nasty defensive lineman is one of them. I still think this team needs help at receiver, but uh, I think there's still more to come in the interior
0: line and just curious um, to see how early it comes. The thing about the line that I'll say, just to wrap this up, and I said this on yesterday's OTP Road to Nashville, I think you could find a, a potential starter on day three. I, I really do. Bradbury's great, Bradbury is a first round pick. If you don't take Bradbury in the first round, he is not going to be there, or it's very unlikely he's going to be there at 51. Some of these other guys we saw in this package are going to be there at 51. Some of the guys that we saw in this package are going to be there at 82. And there's always you know, the possibility, too, that you have specific guys that you've targeted who will be there in rounds four and five. And over the years, we've seen this organization make hay with picks down the line you know so they don't all have to be first round picks to to fit what you need and to be an upgrade i would make the case that the titans took their first rounder in signing saffold that he was that kind of upgrade so it won't shock me if the offensive line pick doesn't come until day three
1: I, yeah i would agree with that wholeheartedly i mean that
4: gives you a lot more flexibility sure I mean, does. what you can do early in the draft if, and if you think you can identify a guy who is a good fit there i mean the, the depth i think is pretty good on the offensive line right now you've got some versatile guys who could bounce inside bounce outside so that's a question i know john robinson mike vrabel pondering now as we edge closer to the draft
0: let's uh continue our look at the AFC South opponent previews. We did last week with Jim White. We did Indianapolis. Today, it's Houston. Ooh. The 2018 AFC South champions, 11-5. and five. They lost a lot in the secondary. That's the big thing is they have had what we would call the secondary shuffle. Uh, Howell and Jackson and Johnson and Matthew. Uh, Demarius Thomas, who they traded for at wide receiver, was obviously basically a loner. You know, a a couple-month guy, he was at the end of his career. He helped them down the stretch, but he is gone. The free agents that they've added, they have gone into the secondary and looked for help, Uh, Roby and – uh, Body Calhoun are the two corners. You see, Tashawn Gibson, the safety late of Cleveland and Jacksonville, who figures to be a starter. And then they think they've got a starting tackle in Matt Khalil that they added, a blocking tight end in Fells, and a new backup quarterback in AJ McCarron. But their needs, however, well, they still need help at the offensive tackle position, and that's one thing that kind of jumps out particularly protecting Deshaun Watson they feel like they need not just a cornerback but multiple cornerbacks this could be a team that goes corner corner right off the bat or certainly goes corner corner or takes two corners in their first three picks they're also looking for help at the running back position and as you look at their picks it's a good spot for what their needs are because at 23 any of these spots any of these positions top guys should be available and then remember, they have back-to-back picks in the second round. So they're going to go on the board twice and or you know possibly could trade out of one of those spots and, and add another third round or whatever they want to do. But, Jim, they're in a good spot. And this offseason, the key really comes down to, for you – Uh, To two offensive players, let's start with Deshaun Watson.
4: Yeah, and I think the key for Deshaun Watson is to protect him. I mean, we've all seen what a talented guy he is, how he can make plays, but he's been under way too much pressure. He's taken way too many hits. If they can find a way to repair that offensive line, kind of like what the Colts did, kind of like what the Titans want to do, then that's a game changer for him. And if you give him another weapon in Will Fuller, who went down, I think it was week seven last year, that changes the look of the, of the offense. DeAndre Hopkins is, is arguably the best receiver in the league, and he, catches ball, he goes up and catches balls with guys draped all over him. And if you have put Fuller out there, a guy who can stretch the field, a guy who's had some big games obviously against the Titans, their offense takes a completely different look. So, uh, but, but it all starts up front. I mean, we, we hit on the O-line, and I think that's an area that they're going to hit hard uh,
0: this offseason in the draft. I think the point about Fuller is dead on because there is no better combat catcher, as Dave McGinnis likes to say, uh, for his quarterback than DeAndre Hopkins. But Fuller, with that speed, man, he stretches things so dramatically uh, Hopkins just does not have the wheels that Young Fuller does.
1: Absolutely. But I am the most excited to see Deshaun Watson fully healthy for an extended period of time. Last year, he was beat. Up. The man had bruised ribs. He had all kinds of internal issues. I mean, he got knocked around pretty hard he last took a season. Bus to Jacksonville he took a bus to Jacksonville because of Jackson- the
0: collapsed lung. <laughs>
1: yeah, they were afraid his body was going to explode if he got on no, an airplane. No, I don't think that was exactly... That's pretty much what it sounded like to me. I'm basically a doctor. Um, Body explosion. But really, truly, I think that when we see him have a complete season where he is healthy, he's able to get in a rhythm, and he's able to just continue on the success that he's had... As a football fan, he is going to be a crazy quarterback to watch, I think. I think it's going to be really exciting to watch him progress. As a Titans fan, I say knock him down a couple times, you know.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of scary to think about him and really think about the AFC South. in generally, you got Andrew Look who's now back to form. Deshaun Watson, if they can keep him healthy and give him time. Uh, Nick Foles in Jacksonville. Uh, obviously, Marcus Mariota in Tennessee—it's—it's a—it's a—it's a division that not so long ago, uh, you know, ha- faced all kinds of questions at the position, and now you're you're faced with uh, seeing the top talent each
0: uh, week. Deshaun Watson, in his second year, had exactly the same touchdowns to interceptions that Marcus Mariota did in his second year—26 to nine. Wow! But 62 sacks. That's. Oh, Too many.
1: No wonder his lung was collapsing. By
0: the way, TitansOnline.com, Jim White, senior writer, editor. He looks at many mocks, many mock drafts. He puts them together. Let's take a tour of the mocks. And by the way, Amy Wells wants to say something about the Nashville draft logo because there's something that you're dying to make sure everybody realizes. You, on this, you, it
1: makes me so happy. The
0: draft logo is what, Amy?
1: The draft logo is a guitar pick, and, and we're picking players. And we're
0: picking Did players you guys in not Nashville. Notice
1: that pun. Oh, it's, Oh, I think it's so good. It's the it worst makes dad me joke so ever. happy. Yes, I just think it's what attention to detail. Right. You
0: know, Noah Fant remains the top pick of the mockers, and then Christian Wilkins remains number two. Hollywood Brown, Marquise Brown, the wide receiver from Oklahoma, is the third most popular mock pick. And then you've got Burns and Furrow, back-to-back, a couple of edge rushers. And then the names get kind of different.
1: A lot of wild cards.
0: Yes, DeAndre Baker, the corner from Georgia. A.J. Brown, the wide receiver from Ole Miss. T.J. Hawkinson, the tight end from Iowa, who many doubt will be there. Then Dexter Lawrence, Montez Sweat, Garrett Bradbury was mentioned earlier. D.K. Metcalf, Byron Murphy, the corner from Washington is new. Irv Smith is back. The two new ones, a couple of SEC guys: Bunchy Stallings, an interior lineman from Kentucky, and Mac Wilson, a linebacker from Alabama. So people changing up their mock drafts right now.
4: Yeah, and we'll continue to see that. I think uh, you know the one that I think you know might sweat being being. Available at nineteen, I think, is probably a pipe dream. Uh, you know, he's one of those Javon Curse type players that you know maybe he falls like Curse did twenty no, he years doesn't. ago. No, it, it doesn't. <laughs> I don't Not think it's going to happen. So, no. uh, so Bunchy Stallings surprised me. That was an April one mock by Vinny Iyer with the Sporting News, but it was a serious mock. He's already changed it. I looked again yesterday. He'd already changed it again last night. A lot of these guys Who's are changing. Who's he changed it too? Uh, I want to say he changed it to Christian Wilkins, but I, I'll need to check. Um, yeah, the
0: Bunchy Stallings one was – I mean, I haven't seen him in anybody's first either. round anywhere. But,
4: but we're seeing a know, lot of adjustments. I mean, these are changing by the week now. Some of them changing, uh, you know, by the day. And um, Noah Fant and a tight end continues to be a popular pick. And, it, and I've got in the mailbag – I do mailbag every Tuesday and Saturday. And i got three tight end questions in there from – all the mocks uh, that are projecting a tight end to the Titans, to how many tight ends will the team keep? Can Anthony Furker potentially be a, a number one or number two tight end? So, Titans that are. That's in your
0: mailbag today, right? It is.
4: And my answer to that was I, I think he's probably uh, fighting for a roster spot more than he is fighting for the number one or new ch- two job at tight end just because of the bodies that are in the building and uh, start with Delaney Walker and Johnnie Smith and obviously Michael Pruitt is back and uh, another tight end added yesterday. So uh, I think he's competing and obviously trying to get better as a blocker to put him in contention to to stick around.
0: Yeah, the Titans with a couple of AAF signings, the uh, tight end that you're referring to, is Keith Tobridge, who played at Louisville, was with the Buffalo Bills, uh, played for the Atlanta Legends, 17 catches, 196 yards, 6'5", 262. So this is his third year away from Louisville. And then uh, Logan Whiteside, quarterback that the Titans liked enough that they uh, they brought him in before the season uh, last year, before the draft, pre-draft visit. Uh, Logan is back with the ball club now. He spent three weeks on the practice squad in September after Luke Falk departed. Really good athlete overall through for over 10,000 yards for the Rockets of Toledo and a total of 95 touchdowns. So now three quarterbacks on the roster at this point. Logan Woodside is uh, the third one.
1: There you go. Yeah. I like seeing some of the uh, guys who participate in the AAF starting to get some uh... – some teams that are pulling them on I think I saw that 30 that's different right. guys who have played in the AAF this year have been added to NFL teams I think that is so cool
4: really is and you're exactly right on that number and he and he played well I mean I, I watched some of the AAF games I thought they were I hate to see the league shut down because I love watching football even during the offseason and love having players get an opportunity to to get noticed and get another opportunity in the league and that's happening now with the with the league folding but you know we do know Woodside from being around here and um you know does he does that mean Titans won't add another quarterback between now and or draft one yeah or draft one that uh I don't think that keeps that from happening
0: Mm-mm. all right so we've had good social participation today we have thank you thank you for your social participation on the live portion of the program we mentioned yesterday, we're going to mention again right here, your call for questions to send questions via Twitter to Amy Wells at TitansAmy for head coach Mike Vrabel. Yes. Mike Vrabel will be part of our program. It will be airing on Friday. But because of his meeting schedule, he, he's tied up in the mornings, which is more important than the OTP road to Nashville, truthfully.
1: Close second.
0: Close second, but we want him to do meetings to run the football team, so we get it. But we have a chance to sit down with him, so we're not going to be able to take your live questions. But we want you to tweet what you want to know. Send them via Twitter to @TitansAmy. @TitansAmy. Titans uh, the response yesterday was tepid at best. <laughs> Amy was really dogging all of you for not responding more.
1: In a nice, polite it really way. It really wasn't.
0: I yeah. I can't really say what all you were saying.
1: In a nice way. But seriously, do Come send on. us questions because we don't want to just ask what we want to know. We want to ask what you exactly. want to know. We want to ask so. what – yeah,
0: that's the important thing is we get a, a shot at the head coach. Uh, we're very thankful in all seriousness that he is making time – to be part of the OTP because obviously he and John and, and all the rest of the football folks are very busy. The players get back next week to start the off season program. Right. Which is pretty exciting. So we're we're hopefully gonna have some players come by and see us here in the studio at St. Thomas Sports Park. But again, send those questions to Amy Wells via Twitter at Titans Amy. That's A M I E.
1: Yes. Very confusing. But nice. that's my name.
0: That's that's it. Yep. So,
4: I wouldn't be surprised if guys came back
0: early so they could be on the OTP. Well, we've thought about that. But, uh, you know, the collective bargaining agreement probably doesn't allow it in, in that way unless they're here already. And if you're rehabbing, you can be here already. You can be, you here can be on the show. And speaking of the show, tomorrow, another good program. It's Wednesday, so that means it's Coach, Coach Mack. Mack. Dave McGinnis is here, and he's talking D line prospects. And he has reviewed 7,427 defensive line prospects (laughs) in the notebook. (laughs) Everybody last week talking about the notebook.
1: It's coming back.
0: The notebook will be here. And I have already reviewed with him which players he would like to talk about. He loves the defensive linemen. Tomorrow, 10 Central on the OTP. If you can't join us live, you can go to titansonline.com and check out all of the shows on video or – Download the podcast
1: Absolutely Go to wherever you get your podcast. Just hit subscribe You just touch it And all of a the sudden They all come to your phone You don't have to think about it You just wake up in the morning And go, hmm, a new podcast A new podcast So it's you're really going to really get a workout
0: easy. You're going to be stuck in Nashville traffic for mm-hmm. a while mm-hmm. You're going to be cutting the grass There you've got your Titans information via the OTP And uh, we would appreciate it if you would bring a buddy Tell a friend
1: Yeah Please, spray it around. Yes.
0: So tomorrow, at 10 o'clock, Coach Mack. Uh, nice job, Jim Thank you. Appreciate
4: you guys Great job. Me.
0: By, how great was Butch Spirit and the president and CEO of the Nashville Convention and Visitors Corporation?
1: I'll tell you what. So much information and so many questions that you always kind of wonder in your head but never get the opportunity to ask out loud, like, where are the bathrooms? The, uh, the, Such a good well, question. I mean, it's, a,
0: it's an important question. The other thing, too, and I know you make fun of me about the parking, but again, such a big thing, if you don't take anything else from this, where the rideshare drop-offs are and mm-hmm. where, and the parking at Nissan Stadium.
1: Is free. Free.
0: But, I mean, such a big deal to know because if you're plotting, like my brother has an 11-year-old and a 6-year-old. If he's going to go on Saturday, these are things he needs to know. Right. Because you can't be doing the loops with the 11-year-old and the 6-year-old. No. Now, if I'm with my buddies, I'm going to go down and stand in front of the stage. Right. But again, you're standing. Yeah. You need to know that.
1: Take a lift. Bring a poncho. If the weather looks weird. I haven't seen a weather forecast. I guess we're too far out. We're too far out. But yeah, I mean, just come. Wear some sneakers. Come on down. There's music. There's food. There's beer. Well, I It'll th- be fun. I think
0: the thing that Jim and I can wrap up on, too, because our kids are, are out of the house, but we've done this, and you've been to this as well. hmm This is like going to Disney. It is. This experience, how the NFL does it so big, Mm -hmm. and what this is going to be like, is like going to Disney.
1: It's Disney World for football fans. It's
0: Disney World for football fans. But when you go to Disney... You got to have a plan. You have a plan. You have a plan about where you're going to park, about what you're going to do. And the thing is, if you really want to enjoy this, read the information, listen to the OTP, read Jim Wyatt, follow him on Twitter... Get the app and really know it because, man, to have this here, and especially if you're coming in from out of town to maximize your time and really be able to enjoy, have a plan,
4: yeah, and that's that's what's gonna be cool seeing fans from other teams invade. The city. I mean, you don't want to see that on Sundays when the Titan when they're playing the Titans, but during the draft weekend, I think you'll welcome everyone. And other drafts I've been to, just to see the Cowboys fans and the Falcons sure. fans and the Patriots fans, and the Packers fans, you know, enjoying our city. And people are coming in from not only across the United States, but from overseas. I know I've gotten some uh, correspondence on Twitter from people who are making the trip from from London and from other areas all over the world. Uh, to To see the city, and it's going to be special. You just got, have to keep your fingers crossed for the weather. But um, if the weather holds up, it's a it's a great event because you know not only did the draft itself brings so much excitement, but all the stuff that goes along with the draft. Everything's going to be taking place over at the Nissan Stadium parking lots with the NFL experience. Uh, you know, the chance to see so many of these celebrities that are coming into town, these players from other teams. Uh, it's going to be
0: a great weekend. Good stuff.
1: Yep, great stuff. You done? I'm done. All but right. shout out to Eddie in the Netherlands who's watching us right now. Shout
0: out to Eddie in the ne- that sounds made up. It sounds not like made a band. He, that sounds made he, up.
1: He, it was like on Eddie in the Cruisers. No, it really was. <laughs> Thanks for watching. We appreciate you. <laughs> yes,
0: and I'd like to say hello to Fritz in Holland. Okay, Come on. He's, making, <laughs> making he, he's making he's making fun up.
1: of me, but that's a real thing. Eddie, you know you're real. Shout yes, out, to yes, Eddie, you.
0: you know you're real. <laughs> you know
1: you're real. For Jim
0: White and Amy <laughs> Wells, I'm the very real Mike Keith, the real one. Reminding you that it is 16 days until players are drafted in Nashville. Thanks for joining us for the OTP Road to Nashville. See you tomorrow.
1: I'm <laughs> pulling this up.